Restaurant Unstoppable episode 164. Are you ready for it factors, success stories, failures, and bombs of restaurant industry knowledge? Then join Eric Cacciatore and today's incredible guest as they share what it takes to become unstoppable. Do you ever feel overwhelmed by your restaurant's data? Then check out Vanga. Vanga integrates data from your point of sale with OpenTable, email marketing, and guest feedback to uncover insights and consolidate your guest experience management. Learn more at getvanga.com. With excitement, allow me to introduce to you today's guest, Rob Grimes. Rob, are you feeling unstoppable today? I am doing great. <laughs> All right. Rob Grimes is the CEO and president of the International Food and Beverage Technology Association, a nonprofit trade association which promotes the use of technology with the global food and beverage industries. Today, we're going to discuss what restaurant tech trends, uh, restaurant tours should be aware of, how to differentiate between trends and fads what to consider when choosing new technologies, and what resources exist to help you stay on top of the ever-changing technological landscape that is going on in our industry. Uh, additionally, Rob is the founder and chair of the Food Service Tech Conference, which takes place in Washington this year, and I believe it's late September. Um, I'm sure we'll hear more about that conference coming up, too. But, Rob, this is just a huge aerial view of who you are and what you're all about. Um, we're excited to learn from you today. But before we dive into this interview, I need to get that inspirational, motivational ball rolling with a success quote or mantra. What do you have for us today to get us going? So, first of all, thank you for having me on today. Uh, let me just start by saying that everything that I want to talk about, I'm just a restaurant guy who happens to be in technology. <laughs> awesome. So, so having said that, I think if there's one thing that I believe, uh, you know, really capsulizes, uh, you know, success, it's networking is everything. And I don't mean technology networking. I mean, networking people to people is everything. Absolutely. I mean, I think to a certain degree, I mean, that's really what this industry is about, especially today with this movement of sourcing locally, helping purveyors uh, get their passions, their trades out to people that could use them and just just helping your community out and they and just networking in general to be successful so i love it that's a great way to get this interview started thank you for sharing that with us rob so um i discovered you um i was told to connect with you by a past guest we had on the show larry reinstein awesome guy uh, we we're talking about technology i was looking for his advice on where to go where to look to find out what we should know to just be successful in regards to leveraging technology. And he had great things to say about the conference you guys have going down in Washington, D.C., and just the everything in general that you're pretty much uh, behind what you're doing, all the work you put into creating these resources for people. So I thought, who better than to you know tap into to talk about what we should be looking for in the future? That's how this conversation got started today. I mean, I guess we'll just start with the first question, Rob, which is what are uh, the tech trends for the next 12 months that restaurateurs should be aware of and focused on? Well, there's always, uh, you know, some buzzwords that people get caught up on. And then there are buzzwords that come and buzzwords that go. So first thing I would tell you 
is that big data, which was the buzzword probably of last year or the year before, is probably out. And so as a tech trend, it's not about big data, but it's about data analytics. So one of the key trends is data analytics. Another key trend is certainly mobility. But when I think of mobility, I think most people today start thinking about handheld terminals and things like that. When I actually think about mobility, I start thinking about not just the guest mobility, but the employee uh, mobility. And in mobility probably includes things like wearable technology. And we, we could have a discussion about wearable things like watches or glasses or, or even bands uh, that people wear, the fit bands and things like that that are out there. Um, so certainly mobility is very key. Anything that has to do... Uh, you know, with social media and, and connecting with the guest, because there's always these new things that are coming with connecting with the guest, uh, you know, is one of the, uh, the key things out there. Uh, so and then, of course, everybody talks about the Internet, you know, of everything. And, um, you know, certainly everything being cloud based as far as applications. So if you take a look at it and you break it down, mobility and wearables, uh, you talk about social networking and social media. Uh, you know, the Internet of everything uh, that's out there. And then, um, you know, if you if you take a look at uh, data analytics, those are probably four of the biggest key areas that, by the way, there's a ton of stuff that falls under that. Awesome. And um, I love that we're going on the topic or in the direction of big data and the specifically the analytics. And it's funny because you said last year the focus was big data and it's Funny because I did an interview uh, with somebody to, to have this conversation to what is big data. But really, data isn't really anything unless you use that information to do something. Absolutely. And that's analytics. That's taking this information and now applying what you now know. So you can have all the, the tools to collect the data, but it doesn't really do anything for you unless you're leveraging the analytics to work in your favor. Yeah, I mean, so, if you want to, if you want to think about it, I mean, big data in the in the restaurant industry probably started 20 years ago when people decided they wanted to use point of sale systems mm -hmm. and collect every single keystroke that took place, but they never used all that data. Mm -hmm. And so, while big data became really popular after the last presidential election, it's really the data analytics slicing and dicing it in small little pieces that you can use. Hence the dashboards, key performance indicators, because nobody can use all the data that's out there. And so you have to have it in meaningful bites, if you don't mind, you know, that, that you can use and that and you can make meaningful decisions on the fly with. And so that's really the data analytics portion of it. Awesome. Yeah. And I mean, it's not like some people look at data uh, collecting and analytics and they think it's a little bit intrusive, but Really, at the end of the day, it's about providing a good service to your guests. That's how I look at it. And I, I like to think back to Danny Myers. He talks about how when he was first getting started, he would spend hours just looking at the uh, the reservation list to see who's coming in, where I can set each person to make sure I'm accommodating their needs. And when you're looking at big data, you're, you're looking at trends of what people like, what they prefer, uh, how you can best meet their needs. And you can just do it much faster today because so much information is available. I mean, is that a good way to put... Well, it's not that so much information is available. It's so much interconnected information is available. Mm -hmm. So if you, you know, in the in the old days, you used to look at it in 
silos. Each individual system or application had its own data. So the point of sale did. The reservation system, you know, like Open Table had their own data. The credit card companies had data for you. The food guys had data for you. The wine guys. But today, all that data comes in. It's interconnected with each other. Mm-hmm. Now, sometimes people start to talk about business intelligence, you know, which is pulling together of all kinds of data and helping to point certain things out to you. So I think Danny Myers, you know, exactly right. If you think about it, where Open Table got started way back when in taking reservations, today they start to offer you guest history and information. And actually today they offer payments as well. Mm-hmm on the customers. But you know, nothing's new for the restaurant industry. If you really want to think about it, the use of data to give a better customer experience started in the hotel industry. You know, uh, companies really? like Insular, Mandarin Hotels, where the maid would actually record, if you had a fruit basket sent to your room, what fruit you ate. So that the next time you came, the, the room was set up with a fruit basket with the things you liked, but the fruits you didn't eat weren't there. And so hence guest history, which started in hotels or casinos, now starts getting pushed down to the restaurant industry because people now book things in advance. And by the way, it used to be that booking in advance was only for fine dining, you mm-hmm. know, maybe for casual. But now you have people that even do wait lists in oh, advance. Yeah. And so that now gives you an additional set of data knowing who the guest is before they show up. So Danny Meyer is exactly right about that. And just to come back full circle, I mentioned earlier, it's about providing the service. All these things when you're implementing, whether it's a reservation or, like you said, wait lists, what you're doing, and Danny Myers mentioned this in his book too, when he was adopted OpenTable, he was apprehensive because he didn't really want to conform what he did how he rationalized it was he said, you know what, at the end of the day, my job is to make sure I'm meeting the needs of my guests and people want this. And if they want this, it's my job to give it to them because that's what hospitality is all about is meeting those needs and providing those services. And even like wait lists, but not, like with uh, no reservation restaurants, just providing that system, that structure to make it easier on your guests. Um, if you just do these little things, they, they will come to you just because, you know what, their life will be easier because you're accommodating them. Well, I will tell you that one thing that's different between the uh, restaurant industry and the hotel industry or airline industry, for that matter, is they know who you are in advance. Mm-hmm. Now, things like wait lists or open tables start to identify people who they are when they show up. But we're now starting to have apps that people are using on their phones that can identify them on their on their smart devices, identify them when they come in the establishment. So now we're able to do something which is change a guest experience on the fly when they're there and know that they're there, even if they didn't make a reservation in advance. Well, absolutely, and- yeah, Rob. I mean, it's no longer you're no longer being reactive, but now with this information, you can be proactive. Like, oh, I know this 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 couple, I know this this party, this is what they like. Let's blow their well, even up. even if you don't know them and you're able to identify somebody who's buying certain items like Mm -hmm. certain types of wine or they're spending above the check average or if they're having a bad experience because you can see that they're taking too long to get their food because you can see that you can go ahead and change that experience for them on the fly while you are there and turn them into a loyal customer and get to know somebody who you didn't get to know before. Yeah, it's really exciting. And I think just to reiterate, like some people, evasion of privacy, but I think if you have the attitude that this is a, these are tools that will allow you to provide incredible service to uh, – I, 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 let me use the example of the Japanese philosophy of uh, hospitality. or I'm not too sure what it is, but it's their culture where 
in their culture, you're not supposed to ask people if you have guests what they want, what what I can do for you. You're supposed to project their needs and sense their needs and just do things without them asking. And this uh, technology allows you to really be proactive in doing that and seeing, you know, I don't need you to tell me what you want. I can look at your history to be proactive and provide what you want without you asking. Well, you've actually just opened up a number of areas here. So first of all, you know, I've always lived by the theory that people want you to give them better service and they want you to have the data about them. They just don't want to know you have the data mm-hmm. about them. So for, <laughs> so hence the hotel example, they want you to know and be anticipating what they want when they come, but they don't want you to throw it in front of their face, which by the way is uh, why a lot of hotels today either check you in on a tablet or they check you in behind a desk. You don't even see the terminal mm-hmm. and you don't see the data that they have on you. But uh, the other thing that I've learned is that they used to talk about data privacy, but first of all, the younger generation, a generation that's coming up now, gives away a ton of data about themselves. They don't care about data privacy, and they think about the consequences later, not when they're making the decision of what they're giving up. But people will give up a lot of data if they think that they're going to get better service, a better price, or something like that. They will go ahead and give up data for that kind of thing. The other thing I would point out to you is that while wireless technology is taking over within all restaurants and things like that, whether you offer it to the guest or not, doesn't matter. If you offer it to the guest, one thing the hotels have learned is that, you know, you may notice this. When you check into a hotel and you use their wireless in the lobby, they don't ask you for you to give your name and your email address and things like that that some uh, restaurants have done. That's because... They use technology that they can tell what the device is, what type of device it is, and on a one-to-one basis, they can know how many times you've connected with them, even if they don't know who you are, and they can do something called interstitial advertising, which sends you something because you've been a 10-time person. You don't know that they know you've been there 10 times, but they send you something to make you a loyal customer. And I think restaurants are coming around to this same sort of thing where they say, we don't have to have you log in and tell us who you are. Just just log in with us, mm-hmm. and then we'll analyze uh, you know, who is coming in, what device it is, how many times you've been with us, or how many of our restaurants you've been to, and we'll offer you a special deal. Even without knowing who you are, we still know your spending patterns. Wow. That's, it's, it's, it's impressive. I mean, just to summarize this one little question, it's not so much big data and what information you have. It's what you're doing with that information, how you're leveraging Absolutely. it. And uh, what, not only what are you doing, but how are you making people feel? Uh, what are you doing to go out of the way to make them feel like you can, you care about them enough to be proactive in meeting their needs? Absolutely. Um, that's how I look at it. Uh, awesome stuff. Great way to start off this interview. So the second question I wanted to bounce off of you, Rob, is um, how do you make the right financial and service technology purchases? Uh, like distinguishing between fads and trends. There's so much going out there. Like where do you know or how do you know where to put your money? Like how do you distinguish? Well, there's a few ways to do it. So if you're a smaller independent restaurateur, one way to do it is to take a look at who the big chain competition is and what are they doing. And I'll tell you why. There's two ways to look at it. First of all, what trends are they hopping on? You know, did they all hop on on Apple iPay? Because I'll tell you, most people didn't. Okay. So did they, did they do that or not? Okay. Or, or what devices are they going to handhelds or are they doing, uh, you know, are they doing uh, loyalty or whatever it is? You look at the competition in your sector. And the reason why you do that is these big companies have unlimited funds to spend on research and development, or they're able to leverage 
their ability to get their vendors to make changes for them. So, for instance, if you were, uh, you know, if you're in the in the fine dining steakhouse business and you watch what a Landry's does with a Morton's or somebody like that, or you watch the Palm and you see who their point of sale system and who their back office is. And you can bet that if they're able to get changes made to it to integrate with reservation systems or to do certain loyalty things, you will get that for free mm-hmm. if you use the same sorts of systems that they're using. So that's one way to do it. What I will tell you is the worst thing you can do is just jump on a trend just because some manufacturer brought something out and it happens to be the thing of the moment because you will never have enough money to spend on the development of it. So I looked at things like the iPad when it came out. I said, well, it's not about the iPad. It's about tablet technology. Mm-hmm. Okay, will a tablet work for me? Yes or no. What's it going to do? And then once I determine that a tablet's going to work, then I say, what is the application I want to run on that tablet? So let's say I can use a tablet for taking orders at Tableside or giving somebody a menu or line busting or something like that. Okay, So now I've determined having a portable tablet works well for me. So then the next thing is, all right, well, what's the technology I need to have on there? What applications? Point of sale, loyalty, whatever it is. And then I go ahead and check that box. And then the last thing I do is I decide what type of tablet I'm going to run it on. Mm-hmm. Because if I start with the, with the end in mind saying, oh, I'm going to go ahead and put this on an iPad like a lot of restaurateurs do, mm-hmm. then you'll find out that half the applications for the restaurant industry don't run on it. Mm-hmm. And so then you have a problem. So you start with if you really want to figure it out. Figure out, do not take, they say this all the time in the technology business. You know, they always say that technology people, and a lot of people accuse chief information officers of big companies of this, that they find the technology and then they try to find a use for it. No, you find the use for what you want to do first, and then you get the technology to match it. So you don't choose the device first, you choose what you want to do first. And it's funny how you say that, because I'm a huge fan of Stephen R. Covey, Seven Habits of Highly Effective People. One of his habits is starting with the end in mind. Knowing where you want to be and working in reverse order to find out what tools you need to put in place to get there. And it right. sounds like that's the advice I'm hearing from you. No, actually, you just heard the opposite advice in choosing between a fad and a trend. However, so you, but what you did hear correctly is if I want to go ahead and choose a system and I want it to work all the way up the line, you know, this whole data thing we started with, right? Mm-hmm. Well, instead of choosing my front counter system or what I'm putting in front of the guest first, I actually say, where does all that data have to end up at the end of the day? What accounting system or what business intelligence tool at my headquarters office, okay? Or who do I have to interface to in the supply chain? That is, in fact, the end. And then I work my way forward. And the last thing I choose is the thing I put on the front counter and the guest because what I have to drive up the road will determine what I should have in front. So are you saying start with the data in mind? Well, what do start, I want to know? Start with where everything has to end up. Because if you know where it has to end up, you'll be choosing applications and systems that automatically provide that information in a format that you need at the end. If you choose what's on the front counter or in front of the guest first, you may choose a system that doesn't put that information in a format that integrates and interfaces with the other systems down the line as you head to the back, you know, as you head to the final place, right? Mm-hmm. In which case, then you're going to end up writing custom integration, which costs time and money, or you may not be able to do it at all. So in that example, you do start with the end in mind. Mm-hmm. But do not start with the end in mind when you're choosing between trends and fads. Instead, you've got to figure out what it is you want to do, 
figure out how you're going to do it, and then choose the best systems to do it. All right, that's a lot to take in, and we're going to move to the next question. But before we do, let's thank our sponsors. Since 2010, Vanga has been helping restaurants better understand and engage with their guests. Vanga's unique open table and point of sale integration developed with unique thought leaders of our industry like Jose Andres of Think Food Group helps power the dining experience before, during, and after the meal. By connecting the dots between the guests and their purchases, Vanga unlocks the data restaurants have never been able to put to use and provides the tools to increase guest satisfaction and frequency. This actionable analysis can benefit all areas of the restaurant. Front of house can personalize service with guest intel like favorite wine bottle or food allergies. This information can be automatically shared between locations. Manage reviews all in one place with daily feedback emails, which consolidates and analyzes reviews from Yelp, OpenTable, and more. Marketing can pull targeted lists of diners and measure how much revenue is coming due to each email campaign to find out more check out getvenga.com or the resources in the show notes all right the next question what are the prime considerations rob in choosing new technologies for your operation well if i give you advice on this like i would give clients advice on this i would tell you there's probably a few rules that i follow and of course you know People will follow them or they won't. Everybody thinks that their operation is unique. Everybody thinks that their menu is unique. And I'm going to tell you that so far, I have not found anybody who is so unique that they can't use systems that are off the shelf. Mm -hmm. Okay, so one piece of advice I give people is always look for off the shelf applications, but make sure that they allow you to have flexible reporting that you can go ahead and change things around in a report writer or some sort of how you present the data. Okay, number two would be not to, if, if you're going to select a new system or you're going to look for something, if you want it to act exactly like your old system, you will never choose anything. Most of the time, all the data in your old system and your old paper reports and your Excel spreadsheets is available. It just may not be exactly available in the format that you have today. So mm-hmm. you need to be flexible in it. So focus on getting the information you need, not necessarily the format that it's in. Okay. okay so I look for off-the-shelf. I look for package. I also look for things that are flexible and how they can be used anywhere, anytime, any place, any device. So I don't choose a system based upon operating system. I choose a system that I'm going to have access to no matter what my device is, what my place is, and it's going to be scalable. Because for all I know, what is on a PC today, who knew it was going to be on a smart device you know, tomorrow or a tablet, and the next day it's going to be on a on a uh, watch. Mm-hmm. And if you go take a look at the um, applications that are out there for wearables like watches, a lot of times they were not developed with that screen in mind. Mm-hmm. So you need to try to pick systems that are highly flexible, you know, and are able to work on multiple devices, multiple formats, multiple screen sizes. You know, I just want to point out, I love that you're using the word systems to describe technology, and that's kind of how I like to look at technology is the more I learned, the more I research these people who are successful in the industry is they're really good at implementing systems, processes, procedures. And the way I like to describe technology is taking a system that's been created for a specific reason to solve a specific problem and then plugging it into your restaurant and having then a system that's so tight that 
you just it, it ends up paying for itself because of the money you save and that's how like sometimes people are so weary to invest in these systems these technologies because they see the front costs but they don't see the impact systems have on your restaurant in uh, just making a tight run operation where you just have less uh, shrinkage what do you have to say about that well, I think that you can't just be looking at systems for cost savings, but I think that cost savings and efficiency will come if you choose the right applications. Mm-hmm. But I will tell you that one other piece of advice is never select any system or application in a silo. In other words, if tomorrow you want to select a hiring system, you can't do that without looking at the rest of the HR systems, payroll, mm-hmm. labor, scheduling, and stuff. You can't do that without thinking about the web or your website, especially if you're going to hire people through the website. So. Before you go select any one single thing, you better know your inventory of everything. Yeah, because how do these systems that, interact with each other? Well, and what other systems do you have? Because mm-hmm. sooner or later, you're going to want to do that. Well, that will then save you time and money if you do it that way. But if you think that you're going to go purchase one application because it's going to save you all this money, if you don't choose the right application, it doesn't work with the rest. In the long term, you actually spend more time and money. Mm, well, I mean, it's, it sounds like there's just a lot to, like keep track of a lot to account for uh, and it can be really intimidating and confusing so how do you go about selecting yeah. technology so i'm going to give you i'm going to give you one major piece of advice that that people do not do and i can always predict how it's going to end up okay so here's what they don't do they don't write down their requirements before they look at technology. What they do is they go to a trade show, and I am going to talk about FSTech. They go to a trade show or they read magazines or they do a, a search on the web for something, and then they bring people in for demonstrations, but they never actually wrote down their requirements. And if you do that, what happens is you always choose the last system that you saw. And here's why that happens. Because the first, and by the way, we could be talking about smartphones right now, televisions, we could talk about a car. I don't really care what we're talking about. It works the same with all of them. So I or PC, right? Or a tablet. So I always write down my requirements first. Okay? And and I write them down and then I go out shopping against those requirements. So Rob, I'm comparing apples to apples. You're on a roll and you're being great. I just can you just give me some example of some requirements. Just spit some out so we can get the idea. Yeah. Uh, what other systems I have to integrate with. How much memory do I need? Do I want it to be cloud-based or not? Is there an operating system? Uh, you know, what accounting system am I going to go ahead and interface with? You know, there's a, uh, there's a whole bunch of, of things. If I was choosing a PC, I would have to tell you whether I want it to be a convertible PC. Want it to be touchscreen? Do I want to handwrite on it? Do I want a solid-state drive mm-hmm. on it? You know, those are different requirements. Awesome. All great examples to give us an idea okay. of where to start. Thank you. So, so here's what happens. So if I don't do that, Think of it this way. Let's say I walk into, into a uh, technology store and I want to buy a flat screen TV. So I see the first one. I don't exactly know what I want to ask. So I ask the salesman, you know, how big a screen can it be? You know, is it 4K or not? You know, can it do split screen? Can it do these things? And he says, yes, it can. Plus, it can do these five additional things. And you sit there and go, oh, wow, that's really cool, right? So now you go look at the next TV, you go to the next store, and the guy says to you, oh, yes, we can do all 10 of those things. And by the way, this TV does another five things. Okay, so now you're up to 15. Now you go to the next store, right? So imagine going to a trade show looking at point-of-sale systems. This is exactly what happens, right? Mm -hmm. 
So now you go to the next door, and the guy says, oh, we can do those 15 things, and this one does five more. And you're learning as you go along. And that's why the last system will be the one you choose, because it does everything in the world. Mm -hmm. But you know what? If you had had all those requirements written down and you went back to the first one, you'd probably find out the first system did all 20 things, too. Mm -hmm. You just didn't know to ask. So that's why you write your requirements down. Before you look for a point-of-sale system, before you look for digital signage, before you look for a reservation system, before you look for back office, write down at least the top 20 things that are the most important to you that each one of those systems should have so you compare apples to apples when you bring people in. Do not just let them come in and do a sales pitch or they will sell you everything and it may or may not work. Mm -hmm. I have to ask, in your opinion, and I know this is a tough question because so many different operations are so unique and different variables come in, but what are the most important things? Um, well, I think every – so people always ask me all the time when they hear what I do. They say, well, what's the best point of sale system? What's the best digital signage? Should, you know, should I do kiosks? You know, the answer to that, first of all, is I, I don't know how anybody would answer that without actually knowing how somebody wants you to use it because – the way, so for instance, some people use point of sale systems for clocking people in and clocking out. Mm-hmm. If that's important to you and you're not going to have a separate time and attendance system, then you need to choose a point of sale system that is stronger in labor scheduling than another one that isn't, right? Okay. Yep. So, so how could I do that without knowing you know, somebody's operation in that? So I think that clearly defining which are the key applications you want in point of sale or back office or digital signage or kiosk. And also, in today's world, how do you want it to integrate with the customer? Is there going to be online ordering? Do you want them to be able to integrate and interface with you while they are in your unit? Okay, Those are key questions. And so you need to make that decision. And again, if you can't figure it out all yourself, you can go either look it up or see what the big competition is doing. What are they offering on their mobile app? It used to be you go to a website, but today you just go to a mobile app. Mm-hmm. See what kinds of products and services they're offering, and then make a list of them because that will give you your requirements for your operation. Mm-hmm. Awesome. Great. Thank you for adding uh, that additional information. So uh, we're getting close to the end here. We have a f- one more question. Uh, sure. Where can we go? What are the sources of information that are available to take advantage of the technology? Like, where should I tell the people that are listening today to go just to learn more? Okay, so so there's a few ways that I do it, okay? So I'm going to tell you the, sort of the specific ones and then the more general ones. What I wouldn't do is a Google search on something because you're going to come up with everything in the world and you're not going to know. You know, you're not going to know on a, on a web search, you know, what's better or what's not. I do think that that if you're a generalist, going to something like the National Restaurant Show or the National Retail Show is pretty good. Uh, but certainly FS Tech, you know, is a great place because all the technology in the industry is there for small, you know, as for small and large players. And by the way, it's September 27th to 29th in Washington, D.C. Uh, so it's coming right up in a couple months here. I'm uh, so that's it. a So that's a good, well, you're welcome. Thank and you. I'll show you right. So that's a great place to do it. The generalist shows like the NRA show certainly have a lot of technology there, but a lot of it is is very general and a lot of it is very regional technology, but a lot of new technologies get introduced. When I want to see, and then there are some publications that are out in hospitality technology that you can take a look at. When I want to see what I think is going to be coming on the consumer side, I I look at what they're showing at Consumer Electronics Show in Vegas, or I go into Best Buy or somebody like that. Why would I do that? I would do that because when it shows up for the consumer, the price comes down. 
So if I see a lot of tablets there, for instance, and I know that the tablet price is coming down, or digital signage, which really uses a smart display, when I see the price of the big screens coming down, I now know that I can afford it. And if I can run it on a general device like that that comes out at CES or is in a computer store, I then know that my cost is going to come down, and then I just have to focus on what I need for my industry. Mm -hmm. The last thing that I do is I look at other industries that are close to mine. So the hotel industry has a show called High Tech. NRF is the retail industry. Those are pretty good to look at because if you want to learn about loyalty and guest history, High Tech would be a great place to do it. Mm -hmm. The gaming industry has a show. And so sometimes those shows are actually very good to see what other industries that are closely related to restaurants do because you can get a lot of ideas from them without going custom. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's true. And um, I mean, would you say that the restaurant industry tends to be maybe a, a few months or a year behind other industries like retail? It usually is behind because in retail or grocery or something like that, they sell a lot of big systems to a single location, and there are not a lot of variances in how the items change. In restaurants, not even the chain restaurants, you have variations between unit to unit, franchise to franchise, and region to region, mm -hmm. where you can have pricing changes, food cost changes, labor changes. Whereas in retail, like think of a grocery store, they buy a lot of pretty big systems, a lot of terminals, but yet everything is barcoded and pretty much stuff is the same. There are not a lot of the variances that there are in food and beverage, and they sell much bigger systems, so it's a higher ticket, which is why the big guys usually develop stuff for general retail first, and then they bring it to the restaurant industry. Interesting. Wow, man. Rob, I've learned a lot this interview. You've been truly valuable. Uh, is there anything else you think that's worth adding to this interview before we wrap up? No, I just think that following some common sense rules, not jumping on the bandwagon because something's hot at the moment will save you a lot of money, focusing on that relationship between your employee as well as the guest. Don't forget the employees have technology in their pocket too. And then going the right place to find and study technologies and writing down your requirements is really key. And if any of your listeners you know, do come to FS Tech, you know, in a few weeks, you know, introduce yourself to me. I'd be happy to have a conversation with anyone. And I certainly am happy to talk about the IFBTA and what we can do for people who are professionals, you know, who want to expand their education and their reach within the industry. And networking, of course, is key, as I said at the beginning. Awesome. Thank you so much, Rob, for coming on the show and for summarizing everything we just talked about in that quick breath. Um, we're going to wrap it up now. We wrap up every episode by calling someone out. So if you can think of one indie restaurant professional, Rob, somebody who you admire and think is just a great mentor to have on the show, who would you call out? Um, you know, I think the Think Food Group with Rob Wilder, even though I, you know they're independent, even though they have a whole series of restaurants, I think they do a lot. And they invest in a lot of technology. They take chances in technology. Um, and, you know, I think they have their act together when they take a look at, you know, what's going on in the industry. Rob Wilder, look up, man. I'm coming after you to learn about what you're doing over there at Think Food Group. And just let the folks know one last time, how can we connect with you? Uh, if they have any questions about the, the things we mentioned in today's show, uh, where can they go to find the answers, maybe email or any way sure. we connect? Well, you can certainly do a couple things. You can go to the IFBTA website, which is ifbta.org. You can also find me at rob.grimes, G-R-I-M-E-S, at ifbta.org. And you can also go to fstech.com, and you can see who's showing there, who's speaking there, and you get to meet me there in person. 
All right. Well, I am going to try to do everything I can to make it down there. Thank you so much for coming on the show, Rob. Uh, truly grateful for your time and your advice and your knowledge. There's no questioning. You are unstoppable. Eric, thank you very much for having me on. My pleasure. Cheers. Well, it's safe to say we learned a lot today in this episode. So much information just packed in from what to expect, what's coming down the pipe for the future in regards to technology, data analytics, uh, going mobile, how to leverage mobile, the importance of data analytics, not just getting the data, but leveraging the data. So much stuff in here, and really just all the little things you need to consider when making a technology purchase. Just all crammed into this episode. Thank you so much, Rob Grimes. Uh, If you guys are interested in attending the FS Tech Food Conference, I have the links in the show notes. Just go to www.restaurantunstoppable slash FS Tech, and uh, you'll find all the links right there to register today. Um, And I'm going to try to make it. So shoot me an email, eric at restaurantunstoppable.com. If you're going to be there, I'd love to meet you. Uh, and also don't forget to head over to www.restaurantunstoppable.com slash books and slash tools for a complete list of all the tools that have been mentioned from our past guests and the books they're reading to be just unstoppable. Also, I just added a support page to the website. Uh, these episodes are free to you. Uh, but they take time and money to produce, and I can use all the support necessary to keep this content coming to you at the rate of three episodes a week. It takes a lot of work, and I can use all the support I can get. Lord knows I will be so grateful and appreciative of the support you can give me. So head over to restaurantunstoppable.com support. You'll find the links there to make your donation, and let me thank you in advance. Uh, so grateful to have that support. All right, that's all I have for you today. I hope you guys enjoyed this episode. Until next time, peace out.